0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He is the voice of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. You
1: can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the
0: Chiefs. With an iconic touchdown call that echoes throughout the kingdom.
1: He will walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City.
0: It's 4 o'clock on Monday,
1: which means one thing.
0: Mitch Holtus joins CDOT on the drive. Hey, how about those Chiefs?
2: We are very happy to be joined in studio by the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch, how many postseasons is this for you? I know you've been calling it for now, I think 30 years you've been the play-by-play voice. This has to be like your 16th or 17th time just going to the postseason.
1: I just, like well, I can sit here and go through them. Uh, I know this is a big game for me this week. Me personally. I started, so I went 21 years without a postseason win, right? Not till 2015. On a Wild long card. Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I went in 95, 97. You
2: probably got Nile Davis a Christmas gift that oh, year. You got I'm, him something.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm I sent him a gift. It's like the Bobby Bonilla payment by the Mets. I <laughs> say, I send him something every year. Uh, 95, 97, 2003, 2006, 2010. There's another year I'm in there missing. 95, 97, 03, 06, 2010. And then Coach and his run, which he's been here 11 years, only missed one. That's 10, so 15 years. But here's why it's big for me. I started 1-10. and if the Chiefs win Saturday night,
2: you'll be at 500. I'll be at 500. You'll be at 500. I'm that's 13 what this and is, 13. That's what just this saying. really will be about. That's right. Then they got to win next week. You can go over 500. I'm telling week. you, dude, it's they a big a, deal for me. I know you're you're a Chiefs optimist. There's no way you thought after going one and ten. hey, you know what? There's a chance I go <laughs> over 500 in my postseason career. You were probably just hoping, hey, can we make one run to the Super Bowl? Uh, exactly. Then, <laughs> yeah, just hoping that they Although make.
1: Although in the 27 training camp, it it was the 2017 2017 training camp in St. Joseph. As I watched the prodigy, I go, "Ooh, this this could get good here in a couple of years." But I had no idea it would be like this. So yeah, after a one and ten start, um, Patrick has and Kels have taken me uh, to an eleven and three. 12 and 13 overall, buddy.
2: Right now we're joined in studio by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Center. I want to get your thoughts a little bit on what happened yesterday. Also take a look ahead to the game against the Miami Dolphins. I don't know if people are going to give Travis a lot of credit for this, but you had a chance to do something that is really cool in the NFL. There are not a lot of players in the history of the league that have more consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. It sounds to me like Andy gave him a choice. Hey, do you want to go out there and play? Do you want to do this? For him to say no and say that he didn't want to get it that way and that he wanted to take the time off, that says a lot about his character as a human being, to I mean, this wasn't like Kelsey needed 41 yards to get there. 16 is two catches, basically. They give you one route. They then throw you a little shovel pass. You get your two catches. You get out there. You get your 1,000 yards, and then everybody daps you up on the sideline. It says a lot about Kelsey that he chose to not play yesterday.
1: He has been unselfish as long as I've known him. And I think it's really underrated, first of all, how hard he works. Uniting at a talk last week, his blocks were the two key blocks to free up – uh, Pacheco and his two 30 plus yard runs. Maybe we did talk. I don't remember, but coach said it was his best blocking game. Uh, he's had, it says a lot about coach too, to give Kels the choice to not say, Hey, we're going to shut you down no matter what he gave the choice to Kels. But here's the other thing people have to think about. You just don't go walk out there and catch two catches or one catch for you got to warm up. It takes fuel to go through the warm-ups. And so in a day that could be complete rest, you're not going to be completely resting. And I think that's probably, was probably a determining factor for Kels. I haven't talked to him about it, but I think he wants to be totally revved up for the playoffs. And, and cause you know how it is. I mean, if, if I'm a boxer, I don't go out and box one round and then that's it. I got to get ready to box. And so uh, there's a lot of work that goes in just getting ready to play.
2: Right now, we're joined in studio by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it was really cool how they responded as a team whenever Chris Jones got his sack. And I know that people have different feelings about what happened regarding the holdout and whose side you're on. But I think everybody on that team, at least how it came off, was genuinely happy and excited for Chris Jones and just knows, hey, it was a fight for you to get this money. I know the contract negotiations didn't go the way that you wanted, but... I mean, tomorrow the team has to cut you a check for one point two five million dollars. Everyone seemed really, really excited about that.
1: Did you notice there were as many as many offensive guys jumping as there were defensive yeah. guys? So that's what we have here. And I don't want it to sound like, you know, a Hallmark sports movie, but truthfully, it's unique what we've had here. And the fact that I've never in my thirty years of the National Football League, and football teams can be fractured a hundred different ways, if especially the last five to six. I've never seen a football team where the current goes back and forth between offense and defense and with the coaches like this group because coaches really can get myopic or territorial when it comes to offense versus defense or, hey, look, we're carrying the load here. What are you going to do, even if it's sublime? None of that is with this team. And I think that you saw that manifested uh, when Chris picked it up. I mean, I had fun with it. I called it a seven-figured sack, Uh, but – it was, it was um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because that is a key point to this team. There were some other things in that game that could even carry over as soon as this week. Uh, Malik Herring showed you, and, and Felike, Felix Enjadike Felix Uzama showed you just how deep this team is at defensive end. Because, But they both had good games yesterday, and Malik looked like Karloftis or, or Chris um, or Dana at the end of the Cincinnati game. I mean, he just took over at the end of that game. And so it shows you how, I mean, they got six guys at that spot. Throwing a Menahu, and he makes the play of the game on the strip of stick. And and then you're thinking, well, how will Malik and Felix play? They played good, if not great, at times. Felix makes a big time play where well, they run an end around to Davis. And if he doesn't get there, it could be a 50 yard play. Instead, it's a five yard loss. So that was really encouraging. Uh, and then what happened on the offensive line can be easily overlooked, CDOT. And I, and I, I want to bring it up today. There was only nine on the roster. Donovan Smith's not going to play. That only leaves eight. Then Jawan Taylor uh, gets hurt. Tooney ends up playing left tackle. Creed Humphrey had never played right guard. They were going to try to rotate Creed and Trey and Joe So because they didn't have enough guys. You, you, you only had eight offensive linemen if everybody was healthy. So, Allegretti's going to get all the stuff at center. Kelly Endo is going to flip flop back between right and left guard. And then those other three guys are going to say, yep, I'll take my turn. So, Trey Smith, Creed Humphrey, and Joe Tooney deserve a lot of credit here. And no one had the thought that Tooney would play that much left tackle or Creed would play that much right guard. And Creed had never played guard in his life. I go, Shawnee, Bitty Ball, like way back in Pat. Nope, nope, never done it. And. They did an awesome job yesterday, those guys. And that's the unselfishness of those guys, too.
2: The two players that I highlighted when we were talking about the game earlier was one, McCole Hardman. Mm -hmm. And is he a player that you're going to be able to get some of that explosiveness for the Chiefs down the stretch? You and I have talked about this wide receiver room. We don't have to rehash the entire conversation. But this team is looking for somebody who can provide a little bit of spark for them offensively. We saw a stretch. I mean, the last time that he was on the team, that four games right before he got injured, is maybe the best version of McCole Hardman that we've seen. If this team is going to navigate at least the path it looks like, you have Miami on Saturday, you might have to go to Buffalo next week and Baltimore in two weeks. You're going to need an explosive play from somebody on this team. Could he potentially be that guy? And then on the defensive side, I haven't heard too many people talk about him. Charles Amenahu has been a dog Dog. for the last, like, six weeks for this team. I thought he was maybe their best player yesterday. Just relentless a pursuit. Those were two guys that we were heading into the postseason. Can you continue to get that level of production for them in these next two to three weeks?
1: Well, that was my point to make on when you get – you got Amenehu and Dana and Karloftis and Felix and Malik Herring. B.J. Thompson actually was good. I mean, you're just loaded at that spot. And, yes, a could be a humongous factor in the playoffs. And he can play both inside and outside. And with his wingspan, and he and Chris are together, you've got, you got something going in there with the, the two wingspans those guys have to be disruptive in the passing game, which is important against Tua. Then uh, on the other side, yes, I would say, because, I, you know, my, my assertion was don't sleep on Week 18. What's going to happen in Week 18 that could carry over to the playoffs and on the offensive side, I think the most notable, other than the offensive line showing its versatility, in case you have to have it, because who knows what it's going to be like with uh, Wanye Morris. I should have said, I said, Jawan John, John Taylor. He came back. Wanya Morris was out. But the fact that Hardman, those were hard plays he had. There's nobody else out there. They end up with three wide receivers. They played that game with 39. Uh, you take the uh, 37 guys, you take the kicker, punter, and long snapper out. They played that game with 37 dudes. So somebody had to make plays, and that was McCall. And to your point, you hope some of the other guys, like Rashi comes back and MVS. or may, But McCall has to make those plays this week, as soon as this week, at least some of those plays.
2: Right now we're joined in studio by Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. I know that a lot of people were hoping that they played Pittsburgh in the first week, and I get it, right? Like Pittsburgh is a less dynamic team than what Miami is. I'm thrilled. Just as somebody who loves the (laughs) NFL, I'm happy that they're playing Miami. We should have got this matchup in Arrowhead back in October, but now we get to see Tyreek Hill come to Arrowhead, and he has to play in front of that fan base. I know we joke about the NFL being scripted. Think about all the storylines we have this week. We have Dallas and Green Bay, so we have Matt LaFleur going up against Mike McCarthy. We've got Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit, for the first time they've ever won their division before. Against Jared Goff. And, and we got Tyree Kill going to Arrowhead right. on Saturday night? Yeah. I mean, sign me up for Super Wild Card Weekend.
1: Yeah, Key and Peel doing the uh, script. Um Yeah, and then it's going to be, what, zero-degree wind chill or whatever and 17 degrees and snow or 11 degrees at kickoff. So that adds to the fun. But, yeah, no, it's, it's – honestly, I was thinking in this run – with Pat uh, since the beginning of 2018 of the 15 teams you can play in the AFC, the chiefs have played nine of them. And none of the others, three of the five that we haven't played are in our division. So look at who they played. We've, we've played almost everybody in the playoffs. And so, okay, it's Miami. The, what postseason has shown and what coach Reed has said, you play them when you play them, who are you going to play? You don't get the choice. Oh, I'd rather play this team than that team. No, you play who you play when you're going to play them and let her rip. And I think that's what we've seen uh, in since 2018 with 11 playoff wins.
2: I know it's weird to say this, given where we are in the schedule. I think you're also playing Miami at the perfect time right now. you got Tua's first playoff game. It's going to be negative two degrees outside. That's a team that's super banged up right now that is not nearly playing their best football. If you had to pick a time to play Miami this season, wouldn't you pick them right now?
1: Yeah, you want some historical stats in this?
2: Let's do it. I love when you give me these long-term stats. I know you've been getting ready for this game.
1: Yeah, I got short-term and long-term. You know the Dolphins have beaten just – they beat the Cowboys. It's their only win in 11 over a winning team. Against the below 500 teams, they're plus 196 in point differential. Below 500, they're minus 91. There's no more divergent team in the league than these guys. But you want something history-wise here? In the last 50 years, we're blowing past Marino. We're going all the way back to Greasy and the undefeated team. The Dolphins on the road in the playoffs are 1-11 in in 50 years. And only Detroit's gone longer without a playoff win overall. Miami had uh, had a wild-card win in 2000, but it's a drought of 22 years. We went 21. They're at 22, and Detroit's got 31. If Detroit wins their game... Uh, then these guys will have it. So uh, there's just there, there's some numbers here to, that kind of churn and burn when you think about it. They are a fast starting team. You you have got to start as fast as they are. It's almost like Tyreek coming out of the blocks in the hundred meter dash. they they've led at halftime, C Dot, twelve of the seventeen games. That's bizarre in the NFL. And they're eleven and one in those games. If they don't lead at half, they're zero and five. They're the, best team, at the half in, uh, best team in the NFL at scoring at the end of the half, and they're the best in the league in quick strike drives. Uh, they've had 108 quick strike drives. San Francisco's next was 77. So this is a fast. They want to get everything going and play downhill. But if you make them play uphill, they do not like it at all.
2: How big of it is that Kansas City, I know they had guys play last week, but Patrick didn't play last week. Travis didn't play last week. Isaiah Pacheco didn't play last week. Rasheed Rice. Like, the Chiefs are, in theory, going into this game, maybe as healthy as they've been. I know you got some injury. Wanye got the concussion. But, I mean, given the fact that we have played 18 weeks of the NFL heading into Week 19, you feel good about where you are from an injury standpoint. You can't say that for Miami right now. They're certainly banged up. Bradley Chubb is out. We saw Tyreek Hill twist his ankle in the Sunday night football game yesterday this goes along with catching Miami at the right time you are getting healthier so to speak late in the season while Miami is doing the opposite
1: it's like going to the caves out by worlds of fun and finding treasure here's why the win over Cincinnati had three levels of benefits we've already seen the first two one was the fact that um you won you, the division eight times, that's fine. Got all that, 16-15, 15-15. We didn't talk last week. I was going to throw this out there last week. Secondly was the chance that you had these given these guys opportunities to play Week 18. But thirdly was the point you bring up here. Now, You know I put it out on Twitter slash X about I was going to wait till a win, and I tagged Schrager. I saw Daniel Jeremiah yesterday. I tagged Field Yates just because the league needed to see it. Well, you go five straight weeks in December, and we discussed it, and you're playing teams that have nine to 14 days rest for five straight weeks in December? Here's what happened, and here's your point. This just got turned around for this week. If you look at – and Miami had to slug it out last night. That's a slug it out game. So while the Chiefs – all those guys that you just listed, either inactive or injured and, and injured, ready to play, Sneed and, and Rasheed, but you're looking at just the opposite of what the Chiefs had to do in December of clawing for each piece of real estate while the other team waited for them in the following week. Now the Chiefs get to wait. That was the benefit of being in the three seed and not being able to move, because if you're clawing your eyes out last night in that game, you don't. You and that's that's why I think Travis Kelsey uh, said, "Hey, I'm going to take a full week off here." Because if I go out and try to get three, two catches for 16 yards, I've got to do all the work to get ready to play. Nope, I'm going to back up and get ready. And so it, it's just the opposite of what the Chiefs had in December.
2: Right now we're talking to Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk to him for a couple of more minutes here. Give me your Chiefs win if, Dolphins win if. It's been a while since I've asked you this. What do you think Kansas City needs to do to win this game? And if Kansas City loses, how do they lose? What do the Dolphins do?
1: It's, and again, the, the conditions, but I just gave you some of it. The, the statistics are glaring. The Dolphins are the boxer that's going to come out right away when the bell rings and try to knock you out. The Dolphins want to knock you out in the first through two or three rounds. The Chiefs have to be in a position physically, mentally, emotionally to be ready to go when the bell rings. This will be a hard game to uh, to win if you get down 17 to nothing. Look look what happened in Germany. It was just, Chiefs get up 21 to nothing in that game. They get a defensive score on the Cook after the uh, McDuffie strip of Tyreek. I would argue the best drive of the season was in that game to start the game. It's like a 14-play, 75-yard drive, and it was the Mahomes surgical strike drive to go right down the field in the game in Frankfurt. Not saying you have to do that, but it wouldn't hurt. Because that's kind of what Miami does. When they strike so quickly, so early, so fast, defensively you have to be ready for that. And then offensively you have to, have to have that same kind of mindset. The other part of this, because of the elements, is this is an Isaiah Pacheco game, man. Either running or receiving. Let her rip. And you've also got to defend the big play runs for these guys. I mean, we didn't play against a in Germany. The guy's 4-3, yeah, 4-3-5, I believe, or 4-3-2. And it showed up in that game last night. If he and Mostert both play, I was looking at it with two back. Here's some more uh, uh, numbers for you. In two back, when they go two back, um, they do it uh, second in the NFL. The league average is only 10% now. It's They're like 45%, but they'll put A-chan in the slot. So really, it'll be like Mostert, if he's healthy, and then A-chan, or they'll play uh, Wilson or one of those guys, but they're two backs, but their second back is like a slot receiver in many ways. And with him, uh, with a on the field, at the same time with Tyreek and if Waddle's healthy, I mean, you've got the best four by 100 meter relay team in the NFL.
2: I know that this path is somewhat difficult. If you kind of look at the pathway, you've got Miami. If you win that game and then Buffalo wins, you'll go on the road and play Buffalo. And you might have to go on the road to Baltimore. We were just talking about this right before you joined us in studio. This is the same formula to me for the Chiefs that it's been all year. Can you protect the football? They were minus 11 in the turnover differential. I don't care how good you are. If you're minus 11 in the turnover differential, it is the hardest thing in the NFL to constantly overcome. This team's going to make mistakes. You're going to have penalties. You're going to do things over the course of 60 minutes. No one is expecting the Chiefs to play a perfect three straight, four straight games and win the Super Bowl. If you lose the turnover differential on Sunday, you are being eliminated. If you go on the road against Buffalo and lose the turnover differential, you are eliminated. If you want to, like, find the one thing Kansas City can do to win these football games, you got to be better at protecting the football than you were over the course of the regular season.
1: Uh, No doubt. And hear this stat, because this exacerbates the point for you. The Dolphins are plus two giveaway takeaway. Again, very divergent. Most of those, they're plus five, I believe, at home. Um, And then minus four uh, on the road uh, as far as when they have the advantage. But, and they're 27 takeaways, here's your point. They're the best in the league. They have 106 points off those 27 takeaways. Some teams can take it away. Other teams will, like, take all your stuff. They have four pick sixes, and here's what's interesting: only one is from a DB. They've got linebackers and D linemen with pick sixes. If you make a mistake against them, it can turn around and be a big deal. Now it's on the other. This is part of the reason they're eleven and six and win, didn't win the division. Keep in mind, what's the biggest play of the game in Germany? The defensive takeaway Brian and Cook. score. All right, Brian Cook. Look at what the Dolphins did on the other side. They Tua's got five interceptions of twenty plus yards against him. He's thrown three pick sixes. They've given up a scoop and score. The biggest play last night was the punt return for a touchdown, and they've given a kickoff return for a touchdown. So they've got big mistakes, and I would take, I would see your take care of the ball because these guys not only will get takeaways, they'll score off them, but the Chiefs also need to take it away from these guys. Part of being in the, the minus range, what are they, 15, 16, minus 10 or 12, has been there haven't been a lot of takeaways. And yesterday, the big play was you know, a takeaway for a score. It's not on what you do at the takeaway. It's the takeaway or giveaway points. And Miami is the best in the league at takeaway points.
2: I'll get you out of here with this, Mitch. Is this on the same level of Neil Smith coming back to Arrowhead in the playoff game against the Broncos? I'm just thinking of Tyreek, all the history... And the fact that he is coming in to try to eliminate an in-Kansas City season and the level of emotion that I expect to be in Arrowhead. Now, the cold might bring some of that down a bit, but you certainly are aware of everything that's been going back and forth between Chiefs fans and Tyreek over the last two years. Is this comparable to when Neil Smith came back in the 90s?
1: Uh, maybe even more so. Hear me out on this. I'm going to give you a, a kind of a wild answer. I think probably more so just because – the Chiefs won a Super Bowl with Tyreek, but not as much because they won a Super Bowl without him. Neil Smith won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. That took a lot for me to get over that. First of all, to see him, and he was on the show the other night, remember? He was on the Kingdom show, and he was fabulous. He was outstanding. And I didn't bring it up, didn't talk about it, because it wasn't pertinent at the time, because we had so many things going on of the urgent. But Neil won a Super Bowl. It would be like Tyreek won a Super Bowl with the Dolphins. Instead, we won one without him. So there's going to be – it kind of cancels it out. It, yeah, it'll be big and emotional, but uh, you, you catch my drift. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. And so uh, he's going to be coming in, obviously. It's like Yeah, yeah <laughs> you guys won a Super Bowl without me? Watch this. Yeah, coming right? in hot. And what did Tua do last night? Targeting three of the first four plays. They're going – I told you, quick punch, quick strike. Tyreek, 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 A-Chan. Give a little bit of mustard if he's healthy. Waddle if he's healthy. This is Tyreek and A-Chan. And they want to punch you in the nose right away. And they want Tyreek to pull the punch. They want him to do it. They want him to throw the punch. And so the Chiefs have to be ready for that. But you also can counterpunch these guys. And they don't like to be counterpunched. And that's what – And I don't want to say they're front-running, but they love to get ahead and play downhill. Uh, If they play uphill, it's not their bag.
2: That is Mitch Holtz's voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. His appearances are brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center. Achieve your best vision and experience Uh, outstanding patient care at Silverstein Eye Center. Chiefs Kingdom today is our guy Sean Barber going to be in studio today. Excited (laughs) for Chiefs Kingdom on the drive home.
1: I guess it won't be players only, right? (laughs) The kid will be in there with the player. Uh, But uh, yeah, we're going to turn shop loose. We were going to have it at 64, or no, we're going to be at uh, Berry Road tonight, Uh, so east of 29 on the way to the airport. We'll have that show next week because we want to give those uh, people the opportunity, but it does give me a chance. I know I don't want to run over here, but so many folks have to work on this show way more. The Chiefs work on it, community relations, public relations, sales and marketing. Uh, The network works on it. Um, Dan Israel, Steve Spector, A.J. Engel, Shotgun Jackson. And Hy-Vee, their store managers, directors, their regional people, have to they work so hard to make the show happen and be a deal that when you have a – this morning, everybody's got to be involved in this decision. What are we going to do? And so we want to give 64th Street their chance. We'll do that next week. No, not 64th Street. Sorry, 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 sorry. Berry Road. Berry Road, Berry Road. Berry Road gets their chance next week. Uh, but still, there's a lot of folks that put a lot of effort into this kingdom show all year long that I need to give a shout-out to because in days like today, you got to make some tough decisions.